Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion, the man who is obsessed with making dope music and teaching you how to make your own. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. Whether you tune in on audio, whether you tune in on video, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. If you've read the title, the description already, you know that this is going to be an interesting episode, an intimate episode, a possibly not safe for work episode. I don't know where this is about to go. I have a loose idea that I was taking notes of kind of where I wanted to go with this, what I want to talk to you guys about, some topics that would be interesting. But I try not to overthink it in this ep- uh, when I'm playing out these episodes because I think a lot of the magic in these is that I just feel very close with you dear listener. And so rather than trying to like plot all the points, but I have kind of a basic, I have some basic ideas that I kind of go through uh, throughout the week and I jot them down and go, oh, that'd be interesting to share on the podcast or certain things that I'm feeling. And a few of you have reached out, which I appreciate because this, I think just kind of goes into the ether for the most part. And like I said, this is for me to kind of document my journey. But if you happen to get some entertainment out of this, or if you get some insights out of this, whatever it is, I I appreciate those of y'all that have that have listened and reached out and said something, because it's cool to know that it's it's not just uh, me and my dog that uh, listen to the episodes. But we got some we got some interesting some interesting things to talk to you about today. So. The first things first, it was Valentine's Day this last week, so you already know where this is going, and it was my first like real week in Brazil, and so the week, I, it, was my, it was my second week, but my first, I'd say, real week in terms of the week before, I was just kind of settling in, I was bopping around, I was out every single day, kind of getting to know the neighborhoods, getting to know the city, and I finally got an apartment, and so it was my first week here in the apartment, and in typical Kia fashion... I wanted to settle into the neighborhood, and so one of the first things that I always do and try to find is a gym. And I wanted to, one of my big goals or things that I wanted to do these next few months before moving, wherever the next place is I'm going, maybe LA, we'll see, talk about that later, is to get back into my martial arts training. And so I loved training boxing when I was in Medellin. And so I was really enjoying boxing three times a week. If you've seen any of my footage, you know I'm super into that. I've never gotten great at grappling. There's something about the, I'm not sure if I'm just a wuss, but every time like I end up bruising a rib or something and it knocks me out and then I have a hard time getting back. So I've never been able to like, really catch that momentum compared to with striking when I was in Philly. I was doing Muay Thai when I was in Thailand. I was doing Muay Thai when I was in Vietnam. I was doing Muay Thai. And then boxing since I was 22 when I was living in Brooklyn. And there's something about those sports, if you've heard me talk about it before, that I think is pure magic in a way. And I think, I don't know, some people I think just doing for cardio, but there's a difference if you do it for cardio and then you really like learn the art of it. That's why it's a martial art. See what I did there. And there's a beauty, I think, in just learning it as an art. And there's a true peace to me that comes, it's like, it's one of my favorite things to do. I think in another life, I, I wish I just had more time. Like if I weren't so gung-ho obsessed with trying to be a rock star, like it would be rad to, in another life. So one, I have my blood problem. So that's unfortunate because I can't actually get hit. I get bruised super easily. 
And if I get hit in the head, I can, there's like all this potential for like brain hemorrhaging and stuff like that. So it's not great to get punched in the head. So I probably shouldn't be sparring even as much as I am, but you also get one life. You got to live, you got to live it. And so there's that there's one that my actual body, this body that I got for this life was not the best for fighting. And also this disposition. I think I really love fighting as a sport, but I don't actually like hurting people. I wrestled for a little bit in high school and like the actual, I like the challenge. I like the intensity. I like the physical piece to it, but the actual sport itself of like inflicting pain on another person, I was never great at because I just don't like hurting people. And so I think some guys are kind of built for that. Like there's kind of this, what's it called? Uh, I forget the German word for it, but it's kind of like pleasure in other people's pain. And I just don't have that. Like I just, if I even hit you too hard in sparring, I'm going to feel bad, but I love the sport of it, the competition. So not in this life, but in another life I would have been. And that said, I still like to eat, sleep. I think, I think being a fighter, but just being natural for me because I already eat, sleep and train like a fighter. Like that's why I'm wearing this ring. It's an aura ring. I'm obsessed with sleep. I'm obsessed with getting diet. I'm obsessed with training. And So I just have, I really like when I can dial all those things in. And one of the nice parts about being out here in Florianopolis is that I don't think there's a huge nomad community. It's a bit of an expat community, but I live really far away from it all. Not super far away, but far enough. And since I don't speak Portuguese, this is where the more provocative piece of this episode will come into play. But needless to say, I was like this when I was in Vietnam too, when I was in Da Nang, and when I was in Hanoi, that I can just kind of lock into what I call warrior monk mode. So it's kind of like living like a monk, I think for me, is my own version of a monk, of course, isn't a true monk, but it's very natural for me. I'm not exactly sure why, but this kind of like living simply is maybe that's influence from my pops, who I think is also a simple man himself, but there's something about it that I just gravitate towards, this kind of, and also I think a piece of it being individualistic in a way, or maybe, um, what's the right word for it? Maybe slightly removed, I don't know, but kind of on your own, kind of lone wolf type shit, where though like early to rise, meditation, workouts, work like work, diligent work, like long walks in the afternoon, reading, dinner, early to bed type of life, just for me, is very natural. And that's, I'd say my comfort zone is in that sort of a lifestyle. And that's really where I think I thrive. And when I want to be creative, and this is something I'm, we'll talk about later too, maybe with the LA thing. When I, when I want to be creative, this is normally how I'm able to achieve it is it's almost like every single day is, is exactly the same, but in doing so I'm able to produce a great, great amount, like incredible amounts of work because that's really the only thing that changes is the work. Otherwise I'm eating a lot of the same things time, you know, I'm part robot. I'm waking up, sleeping, training. It's all dialed in. And so the work is the one piece that it's like, it just gives me that space to, to be creative, kind of living in these restrictions. I don't even feel like restrictions. It's just kind of what naturally things that I like to do. And this is another place where I was like, this is another chance for that because I found an MMA gym and a coach 
who I really dig. So it's within walking distance. It was close by, and he does MMA. He does everything. Like I said, I'm going to keep the grappling on hold for a little bit, but it's Muay Thai boxing. And so I'm going to train with this guy, and it's the first week of this last week, five days a week. So it's every morning, 7.15 a.m. I show up, and we are either doing boxing or Muay Thai. The boxing class, it's interesting. Nobody else showed up, so it was just like, pretty much a private session. We went to the beach one day and hit mitts and he's going to help me with my boxing movements. The Muay Thai class, there were some girls in it too that came by, but they were, it was cool. It was just nice to, I love getting into these martial arts again and the training. And so I've also, one second, let me turn my fridge off. Um, There's also a piece to it though of the strength training, which I love. And so I've started to dial in, like I said, man, maybe the fighter thing should have worked out. But so I, I train, I do strength training, resistance training in the afternoons. So it's more, I'm back to kind of like two a day schedule where I'm just locked in, dude. Again, with the, the, the diet, everything, just feeling dialed in. I feel like I'm Jason Bourne. And I wrote that down in the notes I'm going to talk about. Because in the way of Jason Bourne, I also feel like I'm kind of finding my identity in a way here. I'm trying to like find myself again in this sort of crossroads. I feel like I'm at a point where I'm at a really weird point where this is the kind of the dream in a way. If I were like the way that Jason Bourne, not in the first one, he's like really finding himself, but in the second one, after he's got the girl and he's kind of like just like on the beach and he's like running and just like chilling before they kind of like mess with his entire life. Is like this almost, I feel like I could do this for the rest of my life. I remember when I was in Vietnam, in Da Nang, I think, with my friend Jess, we were about to take a, we were about to ride motorcycles across Vietnam up to Hanoi, or maybe we were in Hanoi. Jess, if you hear this, you got to check me out. I can't remember where we were. We were in Hanoi or Da Nang. And I remember just telling her, like, Jess, like, I could do this for the rest of my life. Like, I was living by the beach in Da Nang, same thing, waking up, running on the beach, making beats, three beats a day all day, really push myself, eating pretty much the same thing I'm eating now. It's a lot of the same stuff as you can get find anywhere in the world. A lot of raw fruits, vegetables, nuts, make a lot of omelets. And there is a part of me that feels like I could do this forever, which is cool. Find a nice little boo thing, settle down. And there's something about being locked into martial arts training and like that that I just love, and then also my work with the music, like like pouring myself, to me, religion, and this is going to maybe be controversial, but to me, religion is almost like, I find religion in craft, I think, in terms of like, like dedicating your life or time, it doesn't have to be life because obviously different phases of life, but dedicating large amounts of time, energy, and focus into incremental improvements to something that you can just love and pour yourself into. And I also recognize that as a privilege, as being able to have my online business, have a little bit of the kind of the passive income thing kind of figured out, at least for now, fingers crossed. Thanks to Skillshare, not for sponsoring this video, <laughs> but in a way, sponsoring this video, um, that that's a privilege to be able to have the space and the time and the wherewithal to fully devote myself to this sort of a thing. But to me, that is truly where I find God, for lack of a better word for it. 
not necessarily in terms of like a man in the sky. And again, you believe whatever you want to believe. This is just Kia's thoughts. If I offend you, this podcast is about to go off the rails. So, <laughs> as is. so I'm just, I'm a wild boy. I'm just pushing the limits as is. So I apologize if this is offensive to you, but this is just how I, how I feel. I think that that is really where I find, you know, that life to me is, is, can be very simple. And I think that, these are periods of, of time that I always am very fond of and very grateful for. But at this point in my life, and this is where I'm kind of torn, I don't know if I could do this forever without that, without feeling like I really gave the, 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 the full Monty a shot. And so this is where we're, we're going to typical creative contact pod. We're going to be juggling a couple balls at the, all at the same time. This has a couple pieces to it. So before we get into like the more existential shit, I'm going to we're going to talk about the fun sex stuff too. So this is a podcast we're going to talk about sex and identity, love, God. So the reason why the whole the whole sex toy thing came up in the first place was I knew like I said, different phases of your life for different things. I call it kind of like hunting and farming. You have like you have kind of parts where you're like really out out doing the thing, and then you're back and you're kind of like farming the fruits of that labor and really focused. And it's a two different type of phases of life. And so for me in Medellin, one of the beautiful things about Medellin is that it's social. Is that the community like is one of the gems there. It's just a special place in terms of climate. The people are kind. The price is right the infrastructure, the community. It's just, it's a, it's one of those cities that's just, it's, it's got a lot going for it. But because of the community, I was just, I was out and about. I was in the mix. I had the men's circle and the nomad stuff and the language exchange and good friends and trying to kick it with shorties. And just like, it was just, it's a great place, but there's just this kind of social piece to it. And so over the last seven, eight months, especially being in Medellin, where it's just the women are gorgeous I was definitely more in it, it. That's what kind of caught me off guard, especially if you check my podcast back when I first moved there. It just kind of messed with me a little bit because I was like, whoa, like I did not expect this. To, it just kind of hit me out of nowhere. And I would just, I was like, I need to get some new clothes and wear cologne and try to take some of these girls on dates and see what's going on because there's a lot of cute girls around. And so in Medellin, I did spend a lot of time pursuing women. And that was also when I read the book the books about the game and these other books that, that some of them really messed me up in terms of trying to almost like change my approach with women and then others that really helped me kind of like dial back into who I was and, and really double down on like that piece of like truly be yourself, learn how to connect with people and you'll attract the people that you're supposed to attract because I wasted a lot of time with beautiful women that I didn't exactly love who they were, but like was still trying to get busy. So that takes time, and so it's cool, and I think different phases of your life can, can with romance and sex and dating, can have different pieces to it, partnership, but that was a big piece of my time in Medellin, and also just re-getting back in touch with that kind of sexuality with myself, but here, the women are also gorgeous. It's also a different type of woman, which is interesting, like I'll have... And this is broad sweeping generalizations. This is something I want to talk about later too. Like 
my experience with Mexican women and Colombian women and Brazilian women, there's just like, there's different kind of aspects each. And, and again, in these particular cities, it's not like I have a huge range of experience, but that'll be a topic for another time. Anyways, because the Portuguese, they don't speak a lot of English here in this city. I approached some women when I first got here and that weekend I was on a bow. I was like, this girl's cute. Went over and kind of talked to them. And I was just like, this is too much work. Like, this is not gonna, this is not, I can't, my Portuguese is still so bad. Like, this is not going to work. And realized the same way on my warrior monk shit that I was like, maybe this is a time to kind of, not, I don't want to say detox, but like really just dial in on kind of my Kia piece and just like put that on hold for a bit, put ladies on hold and just like delete the apps, not even worry about it. Just enjoy the view and keep it at that. Keep it pushing. So Valentine's Day comes around. <laughs> you already know where this is going. So there's Valentine's Day comes around and I'm like, you know, nobody wants to be alone on Valentine's Day. So I got a girlfriend, but it's been a while since I bought a girlfriend and things have changed. It's also, I'm not sure if it's because it's Brazil or what, but it was an experience. So that's, the, that's one of the stories that I was like, oh, I should tell you guys this. So this is my new girl. She doesn't like to be on social. She's really shy. So, you know, don't give her too much of a hard time, but that's her. And as you can tell, it's interesting because even though I'm in Brazil, she's Asian and it's all, I'm not even going to guess because that's, that's very white boy of me, but She's Asian, and I'm not sure how that happened, but I was like, you know what? I It'd be fun to maybe have a little bit of company on Valentine's Day. So let me go scope and see what the options are. Bear in mind, <laughs> bear in mind, last time I was interested in having some, uh, some help like this, was I was in the States. So, and I already knew what I wanted. So back in the States, it was, I had a flashlight, which you've heard of. They're silly, but they're cool. They get the job done. It does what it has to do. Cool. Simple. This, so I walk into this store and I'm like, you know, I just, I'm on just Google maps. I'm like, da, 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 like, uh, I forget what I even search for, but it's like with for sex stuff. And it's, um, it's Valentine's Day. So there's a bunch of women in there that are all like picking out like lingerie and cute things. And I'm like the lonely guy who in very broken Portuguese, I'm like, do you have, I'm trying to explain, because obviously I don't have words for like sex toy or anything like that. But I was like, do you have like, like games for guys or something like that? And she like didn't quite understand me. So I, I motioned to her a few things and she figured it out. So she kind of took me to like this other part of the store for the guys. And I was blown away. I'm not sure if it's a Brazilian thing, if like Brazilians are just get, like getting frisky, but the sex toy game has become, has come, pun intended, leaps and bounds since the last time I bought one. And they, it was, I was, I was a little intimidated, to be honest. Like they have a lot that are like battery powered. And she was showing me stuff. And these were like, they were not cheap either. These were like expensive 
toys and they like they're like wall mounted like uh, i was trying to ask her i was like what does like this is so expensive like does like does this print money like what else does this thing do because this is this is a far outside of my budget for what i had for something like this so she was showing me all these different things explaining them to me obviously i had no idea really what a lot of them even the capabilities because my portuguese was so bad so i was like listen i said I'm a simple man. I like chocolate. I didn't say this to her, but like, I like chocolate and vanilla. Like I'm an OG in that regard. I just like, I like my shit simple. You know what I mean? You can have the strawberry swirl with sprinkles and like Nutella. And I'm like, it's cool. It's a great flavor, but I like chocolate and vanilla. Man, I'm the same with sex too. Like, I think it's fun to, those things can be fun to experiment with, but like a lot of sex stuff that I think, either girls want to do or guys want to do they see in porn or whatever from in my experience it's like nine times out of ten like it sounds better than it actually is it's always just kind of like the angle's weird or it's like this is just kind of uncomfortable chocolate and vanilla dude it's just that's the way it is i always try the strawberry swirl and i'm like i should have gone with chocolate every time so that's the way it is but i told her said hey listen this is all really cool i like these are like fun gizmos and gadgets but i was like I was like, what's the simplest thing you have? I'm also a man of, you know, of economic. I was like, what's the cheapest thing you have? Because these are all far out of my price range. And so she gave me this, uh, this girl that looks like she's out of some like, I don't know, some anime porn thing. I don't know. She's cool. She works. It spices it up. It'll definitely suffice for at least a couple months while I'm here. But I wanted to um, have at least something a little bit more fun, you know, in these next two months where I'm not necessarily looking for company. And I think that if you listen to my last episode too, you realize I'm a little bit in kind of a strange spot in terms of my heart because I feel like I'm here mentally and physically, but I feel like my heart is still a little bit, I'm looking outside the window right now and there's just one lone balloon floating away. I'm sorry, man. I feel your pain. At least it's not red. That would be creepy. So needless to say, I feel like my heart is still in Colombia, and that can get confusing really fast when, you know, I've, I've been in that boat before where you're kind of, you're trying to get over somebody else. Or, you know, I just, for me, I'm like, I just need to process this. I just need to take these kind of intense emotions and that I'm feeling and just like channel this into the music because for me the best stuff it always happens when it's like I think that's the beautiful part about art is when you can take any emotion but a, but a real strong emotion and you generate that into something that makes somebody else feel either that same thing or something different but that inspires feeling and so I haven't gotten a name for her yet. I should have picked a name up for the episode, but I'll find a name for her at some point. But it's just you and me, dude. And so it's just going to be your boy kind of rocking out, processing this through the next couple months, really dialing in, warrior monk mode, training hard. I forgot what it was like to train Muay Thai five times a week or boxing five times. Like, it's hard. Like, it's tough. And then I'm also with the two-a-days. It's just I'm training a lot. So... 
I think a part of that is helpful to kind of just like I have my time to work, process the emotional stuff, and then just focus on really staying dialed in because with ladies, it can kind of sometimes get easy to go off the rails and just, it's, you know, it's easy to make sacrifices for, you know, for a date or for me, I think that was another piece too, was in the Medellin chapter with ladies, was thinking about like, how much am I willing to give up or how much am I willing, how much bullshit am I willing to put up with in order to try and sleep with somebody? And the answer is a lot, surprisingly a lot. And so I was like, that is not cool. Like that, like really stepping outside my own boundaries in terms of pushing or just letting things go, just like really working more on like setting boundaries, being like, this flies, this doesn't fly. If that's not cool, scrapping it and just like letting things happen more naturally, I think, rather than trying to like have game or I don't know, some things just feel a little bit more forced than they need to and thinking like, is it ever really worth it? Like, I don't know. But where does that bring us? That brings us to got these emotions, need to put them somewhere, put them into the music. So where are we at with the music? This is, I think, another part where I'm really struggling right now is I have a lot of these, I'm feeling a lot but I'm really struggling to make good music. And the inspiration in a weird way, like I think this is sometimes where I get caught in like this really kind of beautiful nomad life is it's just so nice. Like it's so, like I feel like I'm retired for real. Like I'm out here, beautiful view, eating good, training. It's like I have any like super intense thing like intense financial need it's just it's great but it's also I feel like I've kind of there's that spark that I'm like ah like I I if you've heard me talk about creativity before like I feel like you sometimes just stumble on it like you have to make your way into it and so for the song a week challenge last year I would hit these but it wasn't a big problem because I had to deliver I had a deadline it was like this Friday I need to have a song done and completed and mixed and everything so key whether you like it or not you got to make something but this year I'm focusing more on like learning marketing and I'm really dialing back the amount of songs I'm releasing so the first song that I'll be releasing this year is dropping next Friday and but I made it last year so most of December I was I was preparing for ayahuasca I was kind of getting ready to leave Medellin so I didn't make I didn't I don't think I made I maybe made one or two songs in December. Not much, though. And then it was the holidays. I was home. January, I didn't make any music. I have a hard time making music when I'm home with mom and dad. So I just started making music again this last week. And I'm writing a lot of songs. So I might write one or two songs a day, record them. But I'm just, they aren't, they aren't there. And it can be, I think that's part of this at the same time as like this kind of life of an artist is it's this 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 dichotomy always between self-belief that's almost delusional it's confidence that's almost delusional that i think is necessary in some regards and then it's also this like frustration kind of self-loathing piece that comes in of it never being good enough and 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 wanting to be better or wanting to be as good as that person or x y and z and 
it's fascinating. Even though I have the mental, the mental tools, I feel like at this point to be able to understand the moments when I fall into those more darker periods or the mental wherewithal to be able to withstand them and know everything has peaks and valleys. I know these things and it's still hard to believe them or to use them even in times, in times when I need them most, I think. And so right now it's just one of those times where it's like, I, I think especially because I have this kind of impending feeling like I really, like I said, I'm kind of like retired out here, which is rad, but I, I know there's another style of life that is achievable to have. That is that one that is more in that LA mix in the mixed life where it's like, you're bopping around, going to studio sessions, working with new artists who have projects. You're working on like contracts and deals for things and doing podcasts with other people and making content and just like being in the fucking mix that like I know is there and also sounds really fun and really alluring. Like I really want to get into that, especially right now, single guy, like I don't have any attachments to anything. I feel like that would be, it would just be a blast. And so knowing that that's sort of like impending, I'm just, I'm always challenged with myself of I think whether really that self-belief, some days I'm like, I got this, it's no problem. And then other days I'm like, do I got that? Like, uh, can I, is it going to work out? So that's like this constant kind of push and pull that I'm, that I'm up against right now. And especially with the music, I know it's not something you, you can't force it. Like it's something where I'm just going to do it every day. And some days it works, some days it doesn't. Like this morning I tried to write something and it just nothing clicked, nothing. And I was like, ah. And last night I wrote something yesterday too, didn't click, just didn't. It was just I wrote something bad. And then at night I felt kind of lonely and I tapped into something. I was able to make a little something. But still wasn't great, but it's at least a walk, move in the right direction. But... This last week, Kanye's new documentary came out. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's awesome. And it's really cool to kind of see young Kanye. I think he's like 24, 23. And he's in New York. He just moved to New York. He's selling beats. And he's trying to get signed as a rapper. And like nobody takes him seriously. And it's kind of heartbreaking in moments. He goes into like the Rockefeller Records office, which is in the Island Def Jam office. And so it was crazy to see that from back because... If you don't know, I used to work at Island Def Jam. And so it was crazy to be in the office, see that logo again, kind of like the island and the Def Jam, the whole thing. But the Rockefeller Records people, just like he's in there rapping his songs to them that now are like classics. That to me are like some of the like best Kanye tracks ever. And he's rapping to them. And there's like on the phone, there's kind of like blow him off. And in terms of art, I think... It was really telling for me in terms of watching Kanye maneuver in that part of his life. I'd say that's kind of where I'm at, except he was actually at a much bigger level because he was making beats for Jay-Z and stuff. But like before people really take you seriously, when you kind of know you got something special you want to offer. But his the amount of self-belief that man has was incredible. And this is where sometimes I get frustrated. And I think not frustrated isn't the right word, but I'm not sure if I've ever been as passionate about my music as Kanye is about his. And that's just a truth. Seeing how hard this man 
would would fight for his music and like wanted people to hear his music and was like, dude, this is going to be a game changer. And I've just this last year, I finally, after 10 years of making music, I finally feel like I've started to be able to make good music. But I've never felt that that same way of being like, you got to hear this. Like, this is going to change your life. I'm always like, I don't know. It's just not that. Maybe that's the, the true difference between someone like a Kanye who's like a true creator and myself who I feel like I stay like I have kind of these like hot like peaks and valleys, but I never go. I go super high with ladies and super low with ladies, but I'm never like just high or low kind of on my own where I feel like Kanye is kind of like super high and super low on his own. And so his art is like. It's crazy to think about just how passionate he is about it, where I've never felt like anybody really needed to hear my music that much, as much as people, he felt like people needed to hear his music. And maybe that's my disposition. Maybe that is a thing of being insecure, self-confidence. But I also think there's a piece of it that's like being so, it's almost like this double-edged sword of being like happy and content. I think that like kind of fucks with me a little bit like because being out like I said being out here training martial arts blah blah doing my retirement thing the whole spiel I gave you at the beginning I'm pretty happy just to be making it to be doing it and that's where I still always struggle with the marketing piece is even so this last week the song is coming out like I said next week so I've been like pitching blogs and pitching writers and trying to really step up the marketing but like I still have a hard time kind of like bringing myself to TikTok and like bringing myself to pitch to people and stuff in that regard of that like I just maybe I'm too caught up in the process of it that is that it's I think holding me back in a way because I don't I think the music straight up I think the music is there like I know I have the capability of making it in time after I get over this little slump I'll be able to make some rad jams again but it's that piece of like really feeling like oh you gotta hear this that Kanye is like out and about like trying to get hooked up at radio stations like dude I gotta get in because people gotta hear this where for me I'm like yeah did you hear it cool no don't sweat it I'm gonna keep making something else like it it like just not phased whether people listen to it or not, which I think is kind of my invincibility in a way because it's like I'm not necessarily chasing hits or because I don't really give a fuck if people care about it or like it or listen to it. So it's cool because then it's I just can be completely out in left field as much as I want to be. But it's also this kind of Achilles heel where like if you didn't listen to it, I don't really care. So I never really tried that hard to make you listen to it. And so... There's that piece of it that is like really trying to figure out what's my angle in this. That like attention is currency in this landscape. And I know that. And it still is hard knowing that. It still is hard executing against that in a way that feels good or in a way that feels like natural to me. And like I'm still learning TikTok. I'm going to keep TikToking and stuff. But like there's... I, that's where I think maybe where like the LA piece would be really beneficial is like it's making the music every day, going out, meeting with people, creating connections, creating community every day that I love to do, that I know I can do on the internet as well, but 
there's a real magic to it for me that I think happens in person. And so I think that's where something like an LA might be helpful. And again, I'm just figuring all this shit out on the fly. You know what I mean? Like, this is one long adventure, hopefully long adventure, just figuring it out piece by piece. But I think that that's where the allure of it is. And so I've been looking into possible housing in my budget. And I want to break this down for you guys because this is crazy. In terms of LA, I'm like, I could make it work right now, but it's going to be a completely different lifestyle. And that's where I'm like, I'm not sure if it's going to be for how for how long, but to give it a shot and see kind of see where it goes. And maybe it's not. Maybe living by the beach in Brazil is my destiny, and I just make music and figure out how to TikTok, and we take it from there, and that's it. But I wouldn't feel right, I think, without giving this a real shot. But check this out. So for 650 bucks, you can have a two-story penthouse apartment in a nice part of Medellin, like 11th floor, full view of the city, nice, safe, chill neighborhood, two-story apart, like two stories. That's crazy for 650 Kitchen, the whole nine. In when I was in Hanoi, which is I think it's the second biggest city in Vietnam. Don't quote me on it, but I think it is. The nicest apartment I found, the nicest apartment I found was like $750 a month. And that was again, you're in a really nice part of the city. It was overlooking this big lake. In Hanoi, there's this big lake in the middle of the city, and it's kind of the city's like built around the outside of it. It's really cool. And they were brand new. And it was like, I was like, man. And at the time, I was making like a thousand a month. So I was like, there's no way I could afford this. But I was like, someday, man. And then what's crazy is in LA, wait for it. You already know where this is going. Where I'm going to get is what I've been looking into. I was like, I can't afford a studio apartment in LA. But I've been looking into like co-living. You get like a hostel bed for like $7.95. So it's going to be living from like out here. I feel like I'm living like a grown man. I've got like my own place and I can kind of, I can eat where I want. I can do what I want. It's like whatever, whatever. Really grown man vibes is great. And I'm going to go back to like sleeping in a bunk bed for like $800 a month, which is so sad, but the truth. And I think also for me at this point is it's like, I'm not above it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just at the point where I can tell I'm looking for something. I was sitting out by the water last night. I took a long walk at night, hit the gym, and then got out. And you come out of the gym, and it's like just this beautiful, it's almost like it's almost like it's not exactly like a, like a melacon or like a boardwalk, because it's kind of like this long, windy road that kind of goes along the water, but... It is for the, you know, all intents and purposes. And so I just came, but I came out and just the beautiful the oceans right there. And I came out of the gym and walked over. No plans for the night. Just had to eat, read, go to bed. And so I'm just like sitting there. Actually, I'm not, I'm not sitting. I was like propped up on like the, the guardrail thing. And looking out over the water. And when I dig deep. I feel a little like I'm missing something. 
And I'm not sure if that's because of the recent development with Shorty in Colombia. But it was almost maybe like that woke me up again or something like that. Where like, again, you don't, you meaning me, I'm not projecting on you, I apologize. I don't necessarily feel that strong of like love emotions super often because I feel like that part of me, I kind of keep dormant. Like I said before, last episode, maybe I'm a little scared. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of like protected in a way. And so when it kind of like comes out a little bit, it kind of wakes up the rest of me because it brings out all those other insecurities too. Like I think that a beautiful thing about relationships when you're on your own, you kind of, you kind of can hide, I think from some of these things, like some of those insecurities that I think crop up often one with family, which we talked about before, that's an easy one to kind of like your buttons like can get pushed. You're like, whoa, like it's easy to get triggered. And then two, I think with intimate relationships that that's like a, it's like a shortcut into like, what are you scared of? Or what are you, what makes you feel jealous or envy or any of those things that maybe not be great that may, you might need to work on a little bit? Those I think kind of like come to the surface, those are like, it's almost like a, you get like a direct line to those as soon as you're in a relationship because they just blossom to the surface without necessarily being invited. And so I'm, I'm standing there, I'm looking out over the water and I've just, I feel like I've been a little bit emotionally raw lately, kind of like that beast. I'm just a, I'm an emotional guy. So I feel a lot and I feel hard and I just like, that's why I kind of keep that beast kind of like reined in a little bit. And so I think I'm still kind of like processing that stuff a little bit. And so I'm looking out over the water. Beautiful. It's a sunset. I'm out here in Brazil. Eating good. Had a great week of training. Hit it hard. Had the chance to make music every day. And still feeling a little, a little lost isn't the right word. I feel very here very present but discontent like I'm like ah like there's guys there's more than this you know and that's also kind of a mind fuck too sometimes because I think this life if I play it out right you play out the whole story and you make the money and you have the career and you do the thing and then you at finally you retire and then it's like I end up back here I end up in the same, you know, in a beautiful beach city, training, doing things I love every day. And so that kind of messes with me too. Like if this isn't enough, then what is, you know? But watching that Kanye doc, I would just see him like going to meetings with rappers and going to do interviews and stuff and just get, I was so excited, like, because I know that that life is a possibility and to be in the mix with my idols with 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 content creators people I look up to that when I feel that kind of spark of like I know that that life is available you just kind of have to figure out a way to get there to make it work I get I feel that spark again I feel excited about it and I think that that's worth something and so I'm not sure if I feel that sort of like that kind of like peace missing 
because of partnership. I don't know if I feel that piece missing because of career, community, but I think it's at least worth trying and seeing where that goes in terms of the career piece. And maybe it works. Maybe I'm able to pull it off. We're able to get there, make shit happen, make buku bucks, make music with people I love and respect, do the hustle, be in the grind. And maybe that's still, maybe that won't ever be enough. But to me, I think it's at least worth if I sit and I think about it, like in watching Kanye do that, feeling that excitement, I feel like it might at least be closer to what I'm looking for. And then I think for Kia, the truth is, this is why I don't like to script the episodes. I'm giving you the honest truth. I think for me, the final level of this life for me, if I can figure it out, is the relationship piece. And that's hard to admit, but because we're homies, I'm going to tell you. You aren't going to tell anybody, right? Yeah, this is private. It's a private conversation. And I think that's like going to be the biggest challenge for me is to somehow figure out that compromise of love and partnership because I'm cut from that cloth that is a little bit kind of neurotic career go get them cloth. That's just the way I'm cut from. That finding a way to balance those two in the right way and maybe family someday, who knows? But those, though the way getting those pieces to really fit together, I think will be like the ultimate piece. So there's a lot going on inside, internally right now, but there's very little going on outside in terms of like, I mean, it's a, it's a lot, you know, like the, the training, blah, 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 but it's, it's very simple, right? The outside, the structure that I'm operating in right now is very simple. And I would love that. And I think that that's what provides me the space to explore these ideas, these feelings, and I, I, I piece around identity and these sorts of things that, that need time. And I think that a lot of, in my experience, the best way to approach them isn't trying to necessarily think my way through them, but just through experimenting through action and then seeing how that lands, like just taking big risks, going for it, trying shit. And then seeing that data, seeing kind of where it makes me feel, how it makes me feel, how it goes. And then I'm able to actually elaborate from there. But the only way for me to know, I've never just been like, Hmm, and just like figured it out. It was always just from, I'm an experiential learner. I kind of got to get hands on. So that's what, this week is about for me being hands-on. I've been talking your ear off. I apologize. I know this is a long-ass episode, but I wanted to get out of there. A lot of my mind, a lot of my heart, a lot of my soul. We make a music, new single coming out this Friday, February 25th. Let me double-check that date, but I'm pretty sure. Ghost, you check it out. Awesome. If you don't, you don't. But it is what it is. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you being here. You're a real one. If you made it this far in the episode, you already know what it is. Y'all cheaper than therapy. That means a lot. And I'll check you in the next one. Peace.